Life's better with some good company. You're listening to the Good Co. Podcast with Brett and Emma. Discuss the hot topics, the hard ones, and everything in between. Here's the Good Co. Podcast with your hosts, Brett and Emma. Hi there. Hey. <laughs> I'm Brett. And I'm Emma. And Brett and I host a radio show say together. Say what? We can say that now. Say what? Because officially starting today. This week. This whole week. And for the future. Forevermore. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> You're locked in. <laughs> we now have a radio show together and this podcast together, which is kind of fun. And if you didn't know this, Emma and I are also kind of, in a roundabout way, related. Yeah, we're cousins. Yeah. It's not that roundabout. He married my cousin. Yeah. So now we're cousins. And we were friends before that, right? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. The kids have a lot of sayings. Oh, boy. Brett and I like to tackle them on this, <laughs> this podcast. I like to think we're young. Um, the kids tend to disagree. Here's a, here's the thing. <laughs> okay. The kids talk about beige flags. Do you, know, do you know what these are? No. Okay. Have you heard of like red flags? Yeah. Oh, and green course, flags? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it stems from that. But it's like a thing you do. Beige flag is a thing you do that is not really good or bad. It's just neutral. It's just a thing. Hmm. But it's like funny, you know? Beige flag. Yeah. So like one of my beige flags, as talked about in a previous podcast, is that I like Crocs. It's not really a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> not really a bad thing. It's just a weird thing. Like, okay. But you don't have Crocs. I was also ha- previously Brett, talked about. I have a pair of Crocs. <laughs> Let's replay it. This is what you said. I'm kind of a Croc girl. And then you said, uh, I don't actually, like, I have one pair of Crocs, but. Yeah, I never wear them. Yeah. So you're not a Croc girl. <laughs> well, that's the base flag. I like Crocs and I think I'm a Croc girl, but I never <laughs> wear Crocs. <laughs> well, I'm a Hey Dude guy and I, I know, wear them Brett, 24-7. I want to know one of your base flags. I guess I'm just, I'm not an indifferent kind of person. I'm either green or red. That is actually kind of true about you. I feel like everything about me is beige and everything about you is green or red. That's why this podcast and our radio show is going to work because people will be indifferent about you and people will either love or hate me. (laughs) So you're like that middle ground for us. Brett, that's messed up. If you're enjoying all the good company right now, would you consider rating the podcast and leaving a review? And just maybe your comment or question could end up on the next podcast. So normally at this time we jump into content, but right now we are going to jump into the mailbag. It's that time and there's a really special reason. Brett, why are we doing mailbag right now? Because we got some really good mailbag Yeah, we did. Thingies. I don't know what they're called. Mails. Yeah, mails. <laughs> <laughs> so normally at this point in the podcast, we jump into content, but because, you know, we like to throw things off a little bit, we're going to jump into the mailbag. Mailbag. So we actually got some really good uh, response this last couple of weeks on our episodes, and you can always submit your mailbag request, whether that's a comment, a question, a rude remark, send those to Emma. Hey. And, uh... Or you I'll can make just, sure they get to Brett when they're about him yeah, every time. Always green flags <laughs> for me. Remember that. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Uh, you can also just say hi to us, too, if you want to, or just say something that encouraged you throughout the podcast. But you can always do that over on our website. It's myhopefm.net. Click on air, click podcast, and then click Good Co. And you can submit them all right there. 
We love hearing your prayer requests and the topics that you want to discuss further. And so the reason we did Mailbag first, actually, is because on this week's episode, we're going to discuss a few questions that got sent in and that we think need a deeper dive. And Brett and I are ready to tackle those the best we can with you and with scripture and with God too. So this first one that came in is a really good friend of my wife and mine, but also she runs in a lot of the same circles that Emma and I do as well through our church. So we we knew her really well, but she messaged in and said, I was just listening to your episode about remaining faithful in God's calling. I was curious to go along with that topic. If either of you have any tips on how to remain faithful when it feels like you've got a whole lot of struggles and bad things happening and not many wins. To be completely transparent, I find myself struggling sometimes to stay faithful when it feels like the plan for my life doesn't make sense to my human mind. I definitely know in the end God works all things for good. I've seen that proof living out in my life. Even with the proof, it can be difficult to walk in the darkness. So any tips on maintaining peace and faithfulness when walking through those tough times What when things don't seem to make sense? Amen. That is <clears throat> so real. And I want to start off by saying um, I've been there too. Same. And I think most Christians have. So you're not alone in that. And I also want to just say that that podcast on remaining faithful um, is not an indication that Em and I have it figured out. Yeah. Amen. Like, this is a daily thing that I struggle <laughs> with. And I don't know that I'm always the most qualified to talk about the topics yeah. that we say here, but I'm, I'm willing to share what I've been learning through it. Yeah, same. And I just hope that everything that we say, you will take and understand. It is just like different things we've tried and different things we know to be true. And we're just doing our best to throw those out there. And hopefully if some things that we've learned along the way can help you and help us and help each other, then that's that's the goal with this. So Before I share kind of something that I use to, I guess, stay faithful in, in these hard situations is I, I kind of want to backpedal a little bit and share I'm the kind of person, and I don't know if you are this way, Emma, maybe not, but I I tend to be the kind of person that likes to numb or distract myself from whatever's really going on. Yeah. And sometimes that looks like through being busy all the time. Ooh, that hits. (laughs) And so that I don't have the time to really think about the hard things that are going on in my life. But this is something that I haven't fully figured out. But I do know that the thing that really helps me stay faithful or remain faithful is to remember the promises that Jesus has for me. Like the fact that his ways are higher, much grander than my own. So like, even though I can't see a a solution to it, I need to know that like, he is so much higher than Mm. me and that there's possibly a a, a way better thing that I can't even comprehend in this moment. Paul talks about remaining faithful actually. And I shared this with her and it's just 14 verses. I'm not going to read them for you, but if you want to read them on your own, it's Philippians chapter three, verses one through 14. And it is incredible. It's such a short passage, but I love how he words it. And he talks about um, how he hasn't even quite figured it out yet, but yet he's going to press on towards the prize Mm. of the upward call of of Christ Jesus. And so I just think, I think that is incredibly powerful to even know that he was working on it, even as he was writing these, these letters and remaining faithful isn't always the easiest thing. Yeah, that's really good. I actually had something else I wanted to say, but when you were saying that, I feel like the Lord was kind of showing me a different side of it. And it was the piece of like, it's okay to just be super honest with the Lord and with the people around you that I don't feel this right now. 
And these are all the things I'm worried about and all the things I'm struggling with. And I don't see a way out of it. And it doesn't look like God's providing in that. Like we see that over and over in scripture, especially in the Psalms yeah. but or in Job, but honestly all over where people are saying like, God, I'm struggling. Like you don't have to put on this face and pretend like you're not. God can handle all of the big emotions. And specifically, I'm thinking about Jeremiah. We talked mm. about that actually. Yeah in a couple podcasts ago, just briefly, but I just want to list a couple things about Jeremiah. He's called the weeping prophet Mm -hmm. because he cried all the time because he was sad and he felt like what he was saying to the Israelites about how they needed to repent was falling on deaf ears. And it really was. He, He prophesied to the Israelites for 40 years and they never turned from their ways. And also God told him that he wasn't allowed to marry or have any children. So he was pretty lonely. I think that probably factored in, especially since the people around him weren't Christians and weren't living the same lifestyle he was. He probably really struggled with loneliness. But on top of that, if you read Jeremiah 15, verse 18, it talks about how Jeremiah doubted God and was emotionally spent from all of his time there talking to the Israelites and how they weren't repenting and weren't turning. And so I just want to encourage anyone who's listening, honestly, myself included, that it's okay to have those emotions and to sit in them for a minute and to just say, God, this is really what I'm feeling. I'm trying to be faithful. I'm trying to do what you asked me to do, and I don't get it. I don't see the fruit from it. I don't see an end to the situation that I'm in. What do I do next? And he can meet you right there, and he's like so big enough. And that completely goes against the numbing or distracting yourself because you're getting real with it and you're getting real with the people around you as well. Exactly. Uh, And the last thing just to this conversation that I want to, I just want to say, and this was something that I tell myself all the time, especially when I mess up in in my walk with Jesus, is remember that as Christians, we aren't called to be perfect. We're called to just be a little bit more like Jesus every single day and, and to be different than the rest of the world. And so press on, turn the page. Yeah, you messed up, but it's really not that huge because we can turn the page and his mercies are new every morning. So we got another question in um, from a friend that Brett and I also both know a little bit. Um, And they had a lot of questions about how do you ask someone or tell someone that they're living in sin? Or what do you do? Yeah, a little bit heavy. Or what do you do when that sin runs so deep that it affects their entire life? How would they even begin to get out of that sin? Even if even if God is calling them out of it and they know he is and they want to get out of it, there are certain situations where you're just so deep in sin that you don't know where to go. And what does repentance look like in that? What does hmm. reconciliation look like in that? How do you leave a place where your entire life is that? And are we called to leave it all at once or little by little or what exactly does that look like? And Brett and I had a little bit of good conversation surrounding this and kind of just wanted to touch on that because that is tough. And Brett and I actually talked about this a couple weeks ago when we were preparing one of our other podcasts. We talked a little bit about like, what does God call us to in that? Because that's hard. That's really tough. I think the first thing that pops to my mind, and I didn't have a ton of prep for this conversation, I just kind of figured, oh, we'll just talk about it. But the one thing that came to my mind was that this idea of speaking truth in love. Like we're called to, we're called to proclaim truth, and we're also called to love people in, in the way that Jesus did. But speaking truth in love is extremely hard to do. And so yeah. I started doing a little bit of research, and one of them said, uh, 
Speaking truth in love is speaking that which is doctrinally correct and that which proceeds from a biblical committed life to a person who is in need of correction. It is done in love for the benefit of one who needs some adjustment to their attitudes and their actions. So that's what speaking truth in love is. So it's speaking biblical truth, something that we know is in the word of God. And that's not what's in the word of God to our human knowledge. That is, you do your research, you figure out what does the word of God really say? What is it? How does it actually interpret? And then you speak that truth in a loving way that can speak to that specific person. Yeah. So if we're talking an addiction that someone's going through, I actually am mentoring a young kid right now through, through, through a pornography addiction. And it's been tough because... We had to first get to the point where he realized that this is wrong. Yeah. And and so when I told him and when he came to me about it, I, I had to tell him, I was like, well, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I had to, I had, but I couldn't speak to him in a way that was like shaming or heaping yeah. shame on him because that's, that's not a way that you're going to overcome that kind of thing. That's good. I had to meet him where he was at and we had to take these little bit of steps each and every week, each and every month to really get to a point where he's like realizing this is wrong. He needs out of this and and now we're actually taking the steps to seek freedom from it yeah i love what you said about you had to meet him where he was at because i think that is so biblical and so what jesus did for us and honestly in my humanness it's really easy for me to see sin in someone else's life and say this is so clearly sin you need to stop and completely turn and 360 your life right now and that should be done and you should have no more struggles with that but i really don't think that's who jesus is or who god is and so for me in this topic i always say when people especially if they ask me i've had people ask me like do i have to give this up if i turn to jesus or is god asking me to give this up and i always try to preface it with god loves you exactly as you are and you can meet with him right now exactly as you are but he asks more from you when you start walking with him. And so you don't have to change before you come to Jesus. He does not ask you to like pretty yourself up. But once you start walking with him, he created you. So he knows everything about you. He knows what is best for you and what's going to give you the most joy and the most peace and the most fulfillment and the most purpose. And so as you start walking with him, he's going to call you into those things and say, there, those things that you used to do that are leaving you in chains and bondage and you didn't even realize they were, I don't want that for you anymore. I have something so much better. So as you walk with him, he starts to call you out of a lot of those things. But I think a lot of times it happens slower than we think it should. Like sometimes I sure. have friends that are brand new Christians and I'm expecting them to have no sin in their life, <laughs> which isn't even true for me. Sure. And so I even think of my own life. Like I've been walking with the Lord for years and there's sin he's working on in my life right now, that this is the first time he's ever worked on it. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be careful to not expect all of the sin in someone else's life to just disappear immediately overnight, just because it would be easier or mm-hmm. because it's easy for us to see. God works on things most of the time, over time. Like along those lines, if you're going to talk to somebody about a sin that they are in, you better be so prayed up before you do it. That's right. Come like, on. You better make sure that you are approaching that with the Holy Spirit on your side. Yeah. And you better be praying the entire time that what you are saying does not fall on deaf ears. Yes. Because in the end, whose job is it to convict? The Lord. Yeah. The Holy Spirit. It's not it's not our work. The work of conviction is not ours. So we cannot convict them. We can we can bring something to their attention. Mm-hmm. But if they don't think it is bad, 
that is your end. That is the end of your conversation with them. Amen. The Holy Spirit will convict if they're ready for that because it's not our job. It's his. That's really good. I feel like that's it. We're done with that one. (laughs) Mic drop, Brett. Okay. (laughs) The Good Coat Podcast is better when you're part of it. You can reach out to the show, ask questions, and share feedback by leaving a message on our page at myhopefm.net. As you guys know, Brett and I love talking about the Lord. And so in our free time, that's what we do too. It's not like just something that we do on this podcast. Um, But these conversations often stem out of conversations that we have in real life. So as we were prepping for this episode and talking through the questions that got sent in, Brett and I actually started having a little bit of a different conversation. And we want to kind of bring you in on that too and share with you some of our thoughts. And kind of as like a a preface to what we're going to talk about, I want to make it very, very clear um, the intention of this conversation. Because Mm -hmm. as I have been sifting through this for almost a year and a half now. It, it's been it's been a, a challenge that I've been working through and I haven't really been open about it. It's not really a challenge, not a struggle, but it's more of like, okay, I feel like this is how the Lord is leading me in this, mm. this idea. But I wanna make it very clear that I think that each and every spiritual discipline is extremely important and that we should never stop doing those for any reason whatsoever. I think they're important. And, and I guess that's all I gotta say. Let's just jump in. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever felt like faith is oftentimes like a, like a roller coaster. Definitely. Like ups the, and downs. Yeah. So like trying to be closer to Jesus by doing everything right or just be perfect in in all the spiritual disciplines like for example like reading your bible every day, praying regularly, going to church every Sunday and maybe Wednesday, maybe however many other days you want to volunteer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you might be at the church quite a bit throughout the week. But I don't know if you feel like those things are your ways to get closer to Jesus. And I think in a way they kind of are, but if I don't do those things, I feel disconnected from Jesus. Mm. If I if I do those things, I feel closer to Jesus. And I just think that that has been something that the Lord's been doing in my heart. And if that's how I believe, then I think I can fall into the trap that I that I was stuck in for so long, that somehow my closeness to Jesus is somehow tied to the things that I do, my spiritual devotion. Mm. And I just don't think that that is 100% true. And my my brain has been kind of rewiring as I've been spending time in the Word. Uh, I recently read somewhere that Jesus just wants more than a relationship with you and I. Like, we say Christianity isn't a religion. It's a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also so much more than that. Yeah. And that's what I kind of feel like the Lord's been working in my heart recently is that He doesn't just want a relationship. He wants complete unity, mm. complete union with you and I. And that's kind of sparked this process of thinking deeper about it in my mind and in my heart. If I'm constantly doing these these physical things, these spiritual disciplines like reading the Bible, attending church, praying, then am I just striving to be closer to Jesus? Mm. Which, which striving is a good thing, but for for me that striving has created like this distance of between me and truly abiding in Jesus. Yeah. And I think striving and abiding are different. They're both good. But I think abiding takes striving so much farther. Yeah, that's really good. And I, I do think you talked about relationship versus unity. I do think there's a difference there. Um, and I think you can kind of see it somewhat in like the merit marriage. That's a good mm, example yeah. that is biblically used a lot. But truly, like there's something different about resting in the Lord. And knowing that, yeah, today was an off day, but that doesn't change my relationship with the Lord. Like, it's like, Brett, if you and your wife go a whole day without speaking, yeah, yeah, she's going to want to speak to you and you're going to want to speak to her the next day. But 
you're not like, oh, our marriage is done or like, oh, now we're mad at each other because we didn't talk for a whole Mm -hmm. day. It's like, yeah, life just gets really busy sometimes. And it's important to remember that for God too, that he understands and he knows our hearts and everything. And he knows like, it's okay. You got busy today. There's no like guilt or shame. It's just, you should want to talk to him and he wants to talk to you. And I think as we strive to be closer to Jesus, that is a good thing. So like, don't misinterpret me. Like, I do think it's good to read our Bibles every day and pray. Yeah. But the issue that I kept running into is I would go through these seasons or these like short seasons of my life where it would get extremely busy. I wouldn't be able to get in the word very much. And yeah, it is my fault that I didn't make the time all the time, but I was beating myself up Mm. unhealthily. Yeah. And so... Not only did I feel like I was not as close to Jesus in that time, but I was also being hard on myself because I knew that it was all my fault, Mm. which it may have been all my fault. I do think that, but it's just, it's hard for me when I'm, I'm just solely striving and striving and striving and I'm not just abiding. Yeah, that's really good. And I think we have to remember too, like there are times in scripture where God uses people who didn't want to be used. Yeah. I remember very specific passages where God says, and then I turned to this army around who wasn't following me to attack this other army. Like he uses those who don't want to be used. So for the people that are his children that do want to be used, that are genuinely seeking him, a day without talking to him, a week without talking to him, those aren't the things that are going to prevent you from being used by him or seeing him in your life. And I honestly think what you're talking about too, I have seasons where I want to talk to God more than I do, but the motivation isn't there or the time isn't there or the energy isn't there. And those seasons feel different than the seasons where I don't want to talk to God and don't talk to him. And I think that's a little bit about what you're talking about with abiding too, is just this idea that like the relationship is about more than just like, it's not going to crumble on you not talking one day or two days or three days. It's like this relationship is so deep and so unified and so united that there's more to it than that. And God knows you and he knows your humanness and there's just like so much grace in it. And I've been going back to this verse where it's it's the it's John 15 and it's talk talking about I'm the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you who are clean because the word that I have spoken to you abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. Mm. And so I've been thinking a lot about this idea of bearing fruit and striving. Nothing in that passage says that striving is what produces fruit. Mm. Abiding produces fruit. And so when I feel like I'm really doing all of these things, reading the Bible, praying, going to church, serving people, loving people, Sometimes I feel like I'm doing all this to get closer to Jesus, but I, yeah, I'm not bearing the fruit that I want to mm. bear. Yeah, that's good. But it's because I'm just solely striving and I'm not taking the time to abide and be in union with God. And so then I feel like, okay, I know that these things are right because I've been in the church for so long or I've read the Bible and I've heard enough sermons and, and I know what I should do as a Christian, mm-hmm. what fruit looks like, but I don't feel like it comes naturally to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes, I I totally feel what you're saying. And I think sometimes when stuff like that happens for me, I literally get to places where I'm like, okay, I should feel rest in the Lord. Like the Bible talks about heaven as like God's rest 
or like finding rest in the Lord. So there should be rest in the Lord. So if I'm continually striving and trying to like hit the mark and trying to do this, this goal, then sometimes that doesn't feel restful. And there are times in my life where I literally take a step back from all of the spiritual disciplines I've been doing and say, okay, I'm just going to rest with the Lord today. Like literally just sit with him. I'm not going to read my Bible. I'm not going to actively pray over my long list of things. I'm not going to worship. I'm just going to sit with him. Mm. And that is so restful and it's not doing anything. Like by American standards, I'm literally getting absolutely nothing done. But I leave that place sometimes and my soul is like, okay, I'm good. I'm, I've sat with the Lord and like in his presence and I'm good. It's really funny that that you talk about that because there's there's been a time, not a time, a lyric that's been coming to my head as I mm. just spend quiet time with the Lord. Like I'm not listening to worship music in that time. I'm just trying to abide at, in that moment. Yeah. Um, the song goes like this. It says, your love is better than life. I can't even wrap my mind around it. One day here in your house is better than a thousand elsewhere. Mm. Your love keeps on running after me. And I think that's really something that's been speaking to me in in a huge way lately is the fact that even when I am striving so hard and feel like I'm not producing fruit, his love's still running after me. Yeah. And one day with him, one minute with him, one hour with him is better than a thousand elsewhere. I just want to add uh, one quick personal moment from my life too. I There was a time where I sat in a worship service. It was a two-hour worship service and I sat in the back on my phone the entire time. And honestly, I didn't leave only because I didn't want people to see me leaving mm. and think that I like didn't care about the Lord. So I just sat in the back on my phone, scrolling through Instagram or whatever I was doing. And I remember I, I prayed like one point in the middle of it, God, I really do want to be focused right now, but I just can't. Every time I would put down my phone, it was like I wasn't getting anything out of it. I wasn't focused at all. I didn't feel connected to the Lord. So I just pick up my phone again. And at the very end of that service, um, they called a bunch of people up to be prayed over. And I was like one of the groups of people. I don't remember exactly the group, but it was like me and some other people sure. to come up. And I remember praying on my way up, like, I don't deserve for you to give me anything out of this. So like, just let's pray and get it over with. I almost left before they prayed, actually. But I get up there and get prayed over. And it was literally the most one, probably the number one most stand out moment in my relationship with the Lord because I got prayed over and I just felt his love. Sure. And I started weeping because I literally remember in that moment him breaking off like you have to do something in order for me to love you or you have to hit a certain point in order for our relationship to be really good. And he just broke that off and was like, you did nothing. You did absolutely nothing tonight that I should bless you by your standards but I'm still going to because that's who I am because I love you. And so I just kind of share that story because that was a moment where I (laughs) deserved Jesus like the absolute least. Like I've never ever other than that moment sat through an entire two hour worship service and didn't worship once. And the Lord was like, watch this because he wants to break off this idea that like the more that I pray, the more I get from God or the more that I do this, the more I get from God. And God's like, it's not like that. I'm not just a genie. We're like real people. And I understand. He understands where I'm at. Um, so I just want to use that to encourage you. Like in those moments where you feel like you have nothing else to give, where you have 1% to give and you can't give 100%, God's got you. He's like, it's okay. So maybe today this specific conversation is for you 
if you're the person who's in that dry season. I just want to encourage you to press in, turn the page, and realize that his love is running after you. Abiding is not the same thing as striving. Striving doesn't produce fruit. Abiding produces fruit. And also in that that passage that I shared earlier, it's interesting. He said even the branches that are abiding in him, he prunes. Hmm. And so realize that that pruning process isn't always fun. It's not comfortable at times. I can I can sit here and honestly tell you it, it's not fun at times. But he is running after you with arms wide open. I, I picture that that moment where the, the son was running back to his father, the prodigal son, and his arms were wide open for you. Not that you're the prodigal child right now, because you're not. You do desperately desire more of him. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there's those seasons where it's just hard. Yep. I get it. Turn the page. Breathe. And understand that he knows you so intricately. He knows that you're going to make mistakes. Just press in. Thanks for clicking play on the Good Co. Podcast. To hear another episode or to get a hold of the show, visit myhopefm.net and click podcast. Podcast.